This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Okay, here's a question for you. Does this sound like distracted driving to you? A man driving with his phone in the cubbyhole in his car, right? Phone is there, but the phone is dead. No battery, not working. Uh, But he still has his earbud headphones connected and in his ears. Now, by that description, a lot of people would say, well, no, there's no distraction there. The phone is dead. But a judge here in BC has disagreed with that and found him guilty of distracted driving. And here's the other kickers. RCMP say driving with one earbud in your ear is fine. But if you have two of them in your ear, that is a $368 ticket and four points. Let's talk about this latest distracted driving development with the help of Kyla Lee, a lawyer with Acumen Law. Hi, Kyla. Hi, thanks for having me. Were you surprised by this ruling? I wasn't surprised by it as soon as I read the part about the driver having two earbuds in his ear. Because that's specifically prohibited in the Motor Vehicle Act regulations, really the judicial justice had no choice but to convict the driver. Right, okay, so you think that was a thing that put it over the edge? I do, yes. There is case law that has said that having a dead battery is um, still a uh, a distracted driving event, that the dead battery in the phone is not, um, doesn't not make it an electronic device. But because the phone was in the cubby holder, if he hadn't had two earbuds in and hadn't, as, as the judicial justice found, extended the phone to include everything that went into his ears, he would have been fine. But it was that addition of the earbuds that put it over the edge. I thought that if you were going to have the phone there and you're driving, that it had to be mounted into a secure holder. No, there was a case uh, that was decided on March 1st in the BC Supreme Court that ruled that as long as the phone is not in use, so you're not touching the phone, you're not engaging with the phone, if the phone's just sitting there in the cup holder, that's totally fine. Okay, so that's a new development then too. Yes. Okay, has that word gotten out then? Like, does that, when, when a ruling like this happens, does that rule filter out very quickly to police forces? It does. The police pay very close attention to rulings from traffic court related to distracted driving tickets in particular because there is so much litigation. And if you even look at the recent report published by the provincial court, disputes of traffic tickets are up this year over last year. And that's largely due to the fact that the consequences for distracted driving tickets are so high that so many people are disputing cell phone and other distracted driving tickets. So the police are paying attention so that they know the law when they're going into court so that they can inform individuals and properly prosecute the cases. Is this kind of clogging up the system then with so many people disputing their tickets? It is having a huge toll on the traffic court system. There are a lot more people who are trying to access the limited resources available, which means that more courtrooms have to be staffed more often, more hearings have to be loaded into every single court day, and more matters are ending up adjourned for lack of court time when they're proceeding to trial. Okay. Now that's the thing. Like a lot of people that could have been avoided. Like for this gentleman in this particular case, I thought, well, what were you doing with two earbuds in your ears and the phone was dead? Like, what? like that seems dumb. It, it really does seem very yeah. silly. I don't know what, what purpose it was serving at that point in time. Um, but uh, I think it could have been avoided through uh, people knowing the law better. And part of that uh, ultimately lays at the feet of government. Because while they've been saying the messaging of leave the phone alone and distracted driving is wrong, they haven't been clearly articulating for the public what actually constitutes distracted driving under the law. A lot of people are taken by surprise by this ruling, including members of the legal community. 
Right. So you're saying there's still so much uncertainty. And because the the, pri- the fine now is so high, is that leading to a lot more people to be willing to fight it and just take their chances? Absolutely. I mean, when you, when you increase the fine to $368 plus the $340 a year in the driver risk premium for three years, plus four points on the driving record, which for many people leads to a suspension of their license, people have nothing to lose in taking it to court. Um, they can take the time off work because it costs them less than a day of work to go to court and dispute the ticket. They can pay for a lawyer because it costs less to hire a lawyer than to pay the ticket itself. What? You're kidding me. <laughs> no, no, it's it's about uh, over $900 just in driver risk premiums, plus the $368 fine. And then you also get four points on your license. If you have an N, that means you automatically lose your driver's license. And if you have a class five or higher license, it means you're at risk of losing your license if you've had other tickets, particularly other high risk offenses. So is this slowing down at all then, Kyla? Like people, we always thought that if you if you raise the fines, if you make it harsher, if you get tough on people, people will finally figure out that they're not supposed to drive while distracted. Is that actually the case? No, the police are continuing to do distracted driving blitzes and continuing to issue record high numbers of distracted driving tickets. Obviously, the approach of targeting people in their pocketbooks and making the consequences very significant is not working. So the question is, what do we need to do? And and my view is that we need better public education about what the law actually says is distracted driving, or the government needs to amend the law to to create distracted driving offenses that are so clearly defined that nobody could argue with them. All right, let's run through this then for people so that there's no confusion. What constitutes distracted driving? So uh, using an electronic device, so anything that can transmit or compute data, so a calculator, a cell phone, a GPS, uh, an iPod, any of those things, um, and using constitutes holding the device in a position in which it may be used, which can include in your hand, in your lap, um, clutching it against your face, uh, anything like that is, is considered using it, as well as having two earbuds in, but one earbud is permissible. Okay, so it used to be that even if it was sitting on the seat next to you, you ran the risk of a ticket, but now, as you said, March 1st, that doesn't really, that's not available anymore. No, police officers can no longer ticket people for simply having a phone loose in the vehicle. There has to be an associated act with the phone, so something that would constitute use. Even just plugging the phone in, um, being actively engaged in plugging the phone into your to your charger or your, your um, computer system in your vehicle, that constitutes use. A single touch of the phone is enough to fall within the definition of use. Right. Okay. We're not really getting the message about all this, though, are we, Kyla? Because people are still clearly committed to having their phones behind the wheel. People are. And I think a lot of the problem with that is the lack of clarity, but also the way that vehicles aren't automatically equipped to deal with the law. You see a lot of newer vehicles now have specific charging pads for the phone where you can put the phone without mounting it loose in the vehicle and be charging it, which would technically fall within the definition of use. Right. So we're not being helped, essentially, what you're saying is by the car manufacturers on this. No, I don't think that, that the car manufacturers are helping. The government messaging is not helping. Helping Really, the only thing that's helping is people who are litigating these issues, getting clarity in courts and, and the media for putting the word out about what actually constitutes use so that people are educated and aware and can make smart decisions when behind the wheel. Well, we hope so anyway. But thanks for your help on this, Kyla. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anytime. That is Kyla Lee, a lawyer with Acumen Law.